0: Uh, Hi everyone, this is Kevin Smith and Brian Belter. Today we uh, kind of shrunk our round table down back to a, a group of three. Our very special guest today. Hey, it's Liz again. Yep, yeah, my sister Liz joining us once again.
1: And today we're going to be reading from chapter 24. Then he said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship from afar. Moses alone shall come near to the Lord, but the others shall not come near, and the people shall not come up with him. Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord, and all the rules. And all the people answered with one voice, and said, All the words that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord, And they said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do, and we will be obedient. And Moses took the blood and threw it on the people, and said, Behold the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Then Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel went up, and they saw the God of Israel. There was under his feet, as it were, a pavement of sapphire stone, like the very heaven for clearness. And he did not lay his hand on the chief men of the people of Israel. They beheld God and ate and drank. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and wait there, that I may give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandments, which I have written for their instruction. So Moses rose with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we return to you. And behold, Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever has a dispute, let him go to them. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord dwelt on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day he called Moses out of the midst of the cloud, now, the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain, in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain and Moses was on the mountain forty days and forty nights.
0: Well, thanks, Kevin. Uh, once again for a good reading of air chapter twenty four So it looks like you know basically the gist of this chapter is that uh, Moses is confirming the covenant that's coming up. Lord, and he you know basically does a sacrifice, and then we have this this blood, the sprinkling of the blood on the people. And I, I'm I'm assuming, I mean, I'm not you know an ancient uh, Israelite scholar or anything, but I'm assuming that sprinkling of the blood signifies you know some kind of well, they seal just like we saw with the blood back in uh, in Egypt with the the Passover. And
1: well, you notice he he spreads the blood on the altar, saves some in a basin, and then he spreads the blood on the people. So there's a connection between the people and the altar. Mm. So Mm. I think that that is the symbolic nature of the covenant between uh, the Israelites and God at that point. So yeah, Moses comes to the general people with the blood from
0: the altar. You know, you're right, Kevin. And then here we go into some more of this specialized priesthood-type training thing that's going to go on, that Moses and 70 of the elders of Israel, you know, they meet up. In their little, little special gathering, I guess, where Moses is going to to speak to them directly to prepare them, you know, to lead to lead
1: the people. Well, and then after the uh, the elders and the the priesthood uh, meet up, Moses tells them that he is then going to go on and up into the mountain again because the Lord asked him to come back up into the mountain, and this is where he's going to receive the stone tablets. Yeah, eventually
0: and from this journey is when
1: yeah, we do get those. Yeah, he tablets. mentions uh it mentions in the chapter Come up to me on the mountain and wait there that I may give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandments which I have written for their instruction. So and even he takes Joshua up with him.
0: Mm, yeah, we forget um that later on in this story, this is even outside of Exodus, that we're gonna find that Moses doesn't make it to the promised land. You know, he um, he disobeys or, and doesn't follow the command of God exactly. And um, God says, you're not going getting a promised land. But Joshua does. I mean, there is the book of Joshua. He is uh, the, the military leader that takes the Israelites into the land of Canaan. And uh, I guess, you know, the Lord knows this is going to happen. So uh, why not let Joshua tag along and kind of maybe get a little... Early training in the in the ways of speaking with the Lord and and being in the presence of the Lord and, and things like that maybe you know not directly like Moses is but at least they're by his side to to be his right hand man this might be jumping ahead a little bit but you know you talk about Moses not being able to you know enter into the promised land like so I don't know if it talks about what he does like is it just Moses and his wife is it Moses and his wife and his children is or is it just Moses? Well, there's the we're gonna find out in a little bit here when we get to the the you know the golden calf and that that story and everything. We're gonna find out that you know God is not gonna let any of these first generation Israelites enter into the land of Canaan. All the people that left Egypt are not gonna be allowed in. It's gonna have to be be their children, the second generation that's gonna be allowed in. Now, um, harsh. Yeah, it doesn't quite. Apply to every single person at this point. Yet after that, and we will learn. Well, we won't. <laughs> not in this study because we don't go that. The scope doesn't go that far. But um, you know, later on, when they actually do enter into the, the land of Canaan, two people, Joshua, that we see here, and Caleb, they hmm. are the only two of that first generation that is allowed to enter in the land. Canaan Moses isn't even allowed. Um, gotcha. Because he is given a direct command from God, and he does not follow that command exactly, and is therefore, you know, punished for that. Pretty uh, pretty amazing to think about that Moses, this huge hero of this yeah. this whole story, is not even. He goes through all of this. He, he gets to sit on top. He's talking to God. To the top of a mountain and and look at it, but he never gets to go never in. Never gets to go in. Hmm. How do you not let that break you down and be like, man, I just led these I just people, led for these people and we did this and I don't even get to, I don't even get to go there. I hope, anyway, I hope Moses's heart was not like that in the end. I don't think it would be. He probably
1: had a measure of peace knowing that he had played his role in leading the people there. Mm-hmm. And though he didn't get to take his step into the land, you know, I mean, this is the guy who originally said, not me, Lord. Sure. I mean Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't really want to go in the first yeah. place. <laughs> yeah, so um, I I mean you can't really get into the exact heart and mind, but I, I think there's a level of wisdom that grows within Moses that by that time he was probably at peace with it.
0: Yeah. Well and also it's not like they were just gonna Oh, we're gonna step over this line and we're gonna be in the right. land and here it is, it's empty and look, let's plant some let's plant some Grain and eat some honey and there's the milk flowing on the ground or, you know, like it, no, they had go in and fight. They had to go kick people out and go to war. So it's not, you know, all, the uh, all hunky dory there, just walking right into Cain. But, uh, I think we're kind of getting off topic yeah, of sorry, our, uh, of to... <laughs> our study here a little bit. That's fine. I mean, it's all part of the, the whole story. So it's a good thing to talk about. So towards the end of this, we do get that, uh, Moses, Joshua, and maybe Aaron, are up on that mountain.
1: Well, Aaron stays behind with her. Oh, yeah, that's hurts. right. Aaron
0: does stay behind. Thank you. Uh, so, so Moses and Joshua up on Mount Sinai. And they're up there for 40 days and 40 nights getting instructions on um, the next section that we're going to read on. You know, the building of the Ark of the Covenant. They're building the tabernacle and all the things that go in that tabernacle. So God's very specific and it's going to take him 40 days and 40 nights to communicate to Moses what needs to be to be done.
1: Yeah, and I mean, 40 days, 40 nights, that's obviously something that's very, I mean, that harkens to the New Testament. It's a familiar number. Definitely. Very familiar. I mean, that's how many, they wander for 40 years. I mean, it's a repeated number that comes up multiple times throughout the Bible. So how long Jesus was in the wilderness, 40 days, 40 nights. Um,
0: that's how long we celebrate Lent, 40 days and 40 nights. So we're in that mm. season right now, mm-hmm.
1: so that's where that comes from, you know, that 40 days and 40 nights of preparation. And then we'll, as we'll see tomorrow, on tomorrow's episode, uh, the Lord has a lot of preparation for how to handle the physical laws written on stone.
0: Yeah, we're not going to, uh, go into every single bit of the tabernacle that's being built, because that would take us about three weeks to get through, um... But tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna dive into the Ark of the Covenant, you know something we're all uh, a little bit familiar with, and hopefully learn a little something about that.
1: Well, that's gonna wrap us up for today. Uh, we do want to remind you that even though we only have one more left, uh, we are still in the midst of Lent. And next week, when Wednesday rolls around, I'd hope you join us for either the 11 a.m. service or the 7 p.m. service.
0: Well, now we've got an extra special announcement about that 5:45. Lenten Dinner, because it's hosted by the elders, and it's nothing but grilled meats, and it's delicious.
1: 5.45 on the last Lenten Dinner.
0: Yes, come join us. Uh, And don't forget also, we still have our weekend services going on. Uh, That means every Saturday at 5 p.m.
1: And every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., with an instructional hour in between for Bible study and Sunday school. And as we end today's podcast, we ask that we all bow our heads in prayer.
0: Heavenly Father, as always, we do want to thank you for bringing us together to share in your word and delight in the teachings that we can find within Scripture. Uh, today, we do see that in this story you are uh, showing that you're, you're confirming a covenant between your people and yourself. Uh, with the sacrifice and the sprinkling of the blood, let us be reminded that it is through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that we are indeed secure to the ultimate covenant of salvation through His sacrifice, and that uh, that be at the center of our mind throughout this entire Lenten season as we approach Easter, because it is the reason for the season. Jesus Christ is Lord and King and our true salvation. Help us to remember all these things. And keep them in our hearts as we pray. Amen. Amen. And thank you for joining us today. And just a reminder, all scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.